Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 82 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode was recorded live at the Starbucks on Victory, uh, right across from the Cinemark Theaters, where me and a bunch of the Reading Rainbows got together to go watch Justice League. And this is our recap of our thoughts of uh, the movie. So I hope you enjoy, and I hope you enjoy hearing from... All the guys over in the Reading Rainbows, I hope to have them back on, either again as a group or in an individual capacity, but it was a lot of fun. Other than that, work out, nerd out. In the basement, rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right, candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die, roll a D. So I'm here with the Reading Rainbows, and everyone's going to introduce themselves in a second, but we just got out of Justice League, and uh, now we're going to pitch about it. <laughs> so starting with Jonah, introduce, and then we'll go around. Hi, I'm Jonah. Hi, I'm Watson. I'm Noah. Tim. Kenny. And Greg. You guys have heard Greg on the podcast before, so this is going to be just kind of like one of our Rainbows session, except Dan's not here to lead us. Um, He's here in spirit. He is here in spirit. And he was. we toasted him in our spirits that we had earlier. So let's start with Jonah, just because you're in my line of sight and okay. at the end of the table. Uh, thoughts? Um, it was real. Uh, a lot of chefs in the kitchen, I felt like, when this one. Yes. And you could definitely uh, see that. Uh, I don't know. Positives, though? Just... To start off, Superman felt like Superman, I think, for the first time in these movies, and so... That's good. And honestly, I think we'll get through the positives a lot quicker than our negatives. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to throw that out. Beginning, <laughs> felt like Superman. Like, there's not more really to say about that, but I appreciate that. Are we doing full spoilers? Yeah, full spoilers. All right. Yeah. Uh, he got over being dead really quick. But uh, it no took him a night. Yeah. It, took, <laughs> it took him some sex. That's true. That's true. But, but no tension. No tension in resurrecting or in his getting over it. Right. But uh, on the positive side, yeah, Superman, I thought, gave up. I, I kind of loved Ezra Miller as the Flash. I thought he did a great job. Like, I really thought he kind of was, he was funny when he needed to be funny. Like, I, I thought, um, you know, they, they, they showcased him pretty well. Uh, everyone else, I, I mean, it was kind of rushed with all the origin stuff, but like, literally there, there was a conversation of two seconds about him and Cyborg being the accidents, and that was kind of but yeah. Right, I like it. Noah, thoughts? Uh, some of the action was pretty cool. I agree. The team coming together and fighting. I agree. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with that, actually. Like, the... You know, this it reminded me of Man of Steel in a lot of ways because Man of Steel, I hated the storytelling of that movie, but the action sequences were really good, and I liked I liked some of the kernels of the ideas that were shown in it. Like it wasn't wasn't it, uh, once you got past that first forty five minutes or an hour, whatever the hell it was, it wasn't really an origin story. Like he kind of developed his powers pretty quick. This was kind of like that. Like they didn't they didn't do too much with the origin story of it. They were like, here's action, here's the story. I didn't like the story they presented at all. Uh, I, don't, I didn't like the villain at all. Totally useless. 
Yeah, it's um, one definitely one of the most forgettable villains. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was the point of no, this? This this was probably I'm I'm gonna say this. This is the worst villain that I have seen since probably the nineties as, as far as we're talking about comic oh. movies. And 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 the other thing that I actually but we're gonna I wanna stay on the positives here, so we can talk about that later. <laughs> Um, I would actually say that this was a really good adaptation of a DC animated movie. Was it? That's what I would say. I don't know any of the DC animated movies, so I don't know which. Well, I mean, generally they're actually really good. Like, they've had, they had, they had a couple of Justice League ones where they kind of just come together. Um, and I felt like this really felt a lot like that. And that can be really good in some contexts. It can be, it can be, it also has some, um, weaknesses. I think... What I liked about it, I liked Superman. Because we all talked about how who we thought we were going to like more coming out of this movie and who we were going to like less. Superman was somebody who I ended up liking a lot more coming out of this movie. And I actually... And, and, and honestly, I was not... I felt... We'll talk about who I felt worse about coming out of it, but Superman I thought was really good. I also really liked Ben Affleck's Batman and how he had, and how he was kind of the leader and kind of the one who, who like brings them all together. Um, I actually have felt that way about the Justice League, you know, for you know, kind of a, you know, when you watch the old animated cartoon from the mid two thousands, Batman's kind of the leader of the group. In my opinion, you know, well, he's, he's always been the one that's funded the group. Like he's yeah. always been, you know, he's the benefactor. Yeah, yeah, he's right. That's I, his power. Yeah, no, and I thought the and I, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, uh, and I actually the other thing I liked is that this movie, like you said, Tim, like this movie had really good moments. There were just points in it where I was like, there were some points that just took me totally out of it, and then there were some points that just brought me right into it. So like some points for me were. Again, when the league is first coming together, you know the scenes with with Bruce and Diana talking. You know when 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 Bruce brings up Steve Trevor and you know and Diana you know is talking about the weight of the world on Bruce's shoulders. There were definitely some, like there were moments like that that I thought really really worked, and I actually really liked the little mini intros we got because yeah. I felt like you know when you're doing something like that, you just got to go. You know, you just got to go and get into it. And I thought that was... I actually thought the first, like, 20 to 30 minutes of this movie was awesome. That's what I really liked about it. Can I disagree with you? Go for it. <laughs> like, I felt like you can and you should. <laughs> <laughs> the moments weren't, like, strong. Like, there are clearly points where it's like, oh, this is supposed to be a big, like, memorable moment. And I felt like the whole movie was just kind of forgettable. Fair. They all just kind of watched. Yeah. And, like, at the end, like... Yeah. It was clearly supposed to be like, oh, you remember this part. But at the end, like... No, I guess, and there the, were okay. So the one thing I really really liked is superheroes' outfit. Superheroes, Superman's outfit was finally brighter. Yeah, they definitely made it pop. Like, and well, and it's just it's not that dark sort of brooding look they were going for in the last two movies. Like we had said, we they finally got Superman right. Yeah. Um, but there were uh, like there were mo- moments in this movie where I was like oh yeah that's great and there's other moments where I was just I didn't want to ruin it for the eight year old sitting next to me yeah. <laughs> but I had to like bite my lip to keep from groaning there were definitely literal eye rolls yeah. for me a couple yeah. times like the way that they dealt with like the impact of Superman's death I thought was way overplayed because like in the first mo- two movies that we've seen Superman 
there were people protesting. I didn't like them. And we saw yeah. them destroy yeah. a city. The fact that they were acting like this is the the, the biggest right. hero to ever die, when we know there have been other years to be called that. Exactly. In that, context of these movies. In yeah. the context of these movies. They, they no. rewrote the past two movies basically in order to try to like smooth it over. Right. right. Like you like if we hadn't seen the past two movies, I would think like, yeah, now this kind of makes sense, you know? But I mean we do have the past the past two movies with him in it, and I feel like that's what made it weaker. And the other thing too is you're right, Jonah. I actually now I'm talking about these specific moments, but you're also right, in, and I would agree with you in that the one things the stuff they wanted us to feel really epic about didn't feel epic. Like when they all came off the ship and they were all in a line like that, yeah. I didn't feel that the epic feeling of that. No. You know that I wanted to feel that. That, that like, wasn't that Avengers moment if, with the spinning yeah, camera. Right. Like, oh, right. like, I didn't earn it. No, that, and, they didn't have three, four movies up to that point and, yeah. earning that yeah. together. And the other moment that I didn't, that I felt like it didn't earn was Superman's resurrection. They tried to make that yeah. into a huge deal and I just felt like, again, there was so no way. There was, so was literally pressing it. Yeah. Well, I feel like they kind of like painted themselves into a corner a bit with Batman v Superman because they did the big we got to end it with the death of Superman, and then they were kind of like, "Oh crap! Now we're doing Justice League, and we don't have Superman." Yeah. So they they were trying to count, almost like kind of retconning, you know, retconning. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to course correct on and their it's, way. It's I I am never a big fan of when writers kill a character just to bring them back. Right. Right. It's completely pointless, and it ruins the death. And it yeah. takes the weight and, and stakes away from the film. Well, yeah. And you the, can't have another movie where you threaten Superman's death now. Well, and it's, the fact of the matter is, we all knew. They Superman literally have Resurrection back. Machine right, right <laughs> yeah. there in yeah. Metropolis. Yeah. Which yeah. they forgot you know, about for five years. You know, you know uh, <laughs> Ken's actually, I think you're really right <laughs> on that, like, which is that, you know, they had Superman in all the promotional material. If you didn't think Superman was coming back alive, like, oh, you were right. clearly living under a rock. And I really think they didn't miss an opportunity, like... I mean, I really thought his resurrection would have something to do with Apocalypse and Dark Side. I thought he would come back as, like, an, uh, an underling to Steppenwolf. I thought that would be the mid-movie conflict. And I mean, they kind of did the fight with him, because you got to. I kind of wish he was in the black suit, instead of just... I don't know why he's suddenly shirtless. Like, he comes out of the... He's very good-looking. Right, and I get, I get it. We all got to see his sweet laps, but... Like he's literally bathed in like a suit, and then he's yeah, and then he's shirtless right. for some reason. <laughs> well, it's like fall off and the socks fall like, too. Okay, <laughs> I, I kind of thought okay, maybe at some point it burned off. Then I was right. like, well, why didn't it burn his pants? Right, exactly. Fire pants, totally fire pants. <laughs> no, yeah, I was anticipating him coming back, like the villains bringing him back. Right, right. That's what that, I totally like, thought. That, that was would like, like that would have been a big conflict, especially because he's the most powerful. And then to give him like that would be the most like, challenging the thing most, the hero space. They so proper amnesia thing they could do. And they basically and they also basically overpowered him. Like I thought that was I thought it was very and the problem is is when you overpower Superman, you depower everybody else. So right. everything that was built up with Wonder Woman, I thought that yes. like I was really looking forward to her going toe to toe with Steppenwolf. Yeah. And the fact that he basically treated her like nothing, like I understand you gotta make Steppenwolf look like a threat, but I felt like they So in wrestling, right? <laughs> you know, in wrestling terms they basically put Steppenwolf over right. by having beating up Aquaman and, and, and Wonder Woman a lot. And then by having Superman come in to just destroy Steppenwolf, it just doesn't just show that Superman's really powerful, it just shows that your other heroes are just really weak. You know, it's kinda like, you know, again, in wrestling terms, it's like you have your up and up and coming, you know, um, you know, superstar in Shinsuke Nakamura losing, you know, beating you know, losing totally to 
I don't know. Jinder uh, Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Mahal. Yeah. They have, you have him losing to Jinder Mahal, and then John Cena comes in and just wins. You know, it, <laughs> right. What it actually reminds me of is WrestleMania so back when, like, back when Bret Hart beat Yoko, uh, when Yoko Cena beat Bret Hart, and then Hulk Hogan just comes out of nowhere and just wins the championship. Like, you're so, a nerd. I know. <laughs> that's what this, Wait, but that's what it, that's what yeah. it reminds me of. It's like you're sacrificing two of your heroes when, especially Aquaman, who you're trying to get over as a. Well, that was, that was the thing they had to keep doing in the co- in the cartoon as well, in the Justice League cartoon, like to show off your big bad whatever episode. He'd always have to take out Superman really quick to be like, "Oh, this guy's a real big threat." So they were trying to, I don't know, do a spin on that. I feel, but but again, when Superman comes in and just like takes him down. That's part of the thing with not earning this with previous movies, you know? Right. We haven't seen them kick ass in previous movies to feel like, oh, now someone else is kicking their ass? Like, he must really be a big deal. Like, right. we haven't seen Aquaman before, so now it just he's like, he seems like a punk, you know? Yeah. He just, he's getting his ass kicked the whole movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and I get what you're saying, and I kind of felt it was a little demeaning to Wonder Woman and Aquaman that the only time their hits actually counted was after Superman weakened him a bit. Right, And I'm right. like, come on, bros. <laughs> Speaking of bros, um, I, I had heard that Jason Momoa as Aquaman was just a total, like, he totally broed out in this movie. I didn't get that as much until the jokey scene where he's sitting on the lasso of truth and he's like, right. you are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, that kind of ruined some of his earlier moments for me. Yeah, some, actually, some of his earlier moments for me. <laughs> uh, but I didn't feel he was... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel he was too bro Yeah, they definitely were trying to make him more like the Wolverine of the group. Like, he was the loner who was like, I ain't gonna be part of no group. Oh, I'm gonna be part of this group now. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, the coming together of the whole group, I just felt, it felt super forced. Did it feel forced to anybody else? Do you want to know why? Because it was. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was super well, forced. Yeah. It was, oh, hey, we've had three movies, let's put all these people together. But it wasn't even like, okay, like, we didn't know very much about the Hulk before the Avengers, right? But him coming into the Avengers felt very natural. Like, it actually felt like it worked. Well, None like of this felt all... like any of it worked. Right. Well, it was part of the plot that they needed Banner to find the MacGuffin, you but, know, but... But at the no. same time, but again, in Justice League, it felt like the plot forced them to come together. Yeah. Or, like, it was like the writer saying, we have to get them to come together, rather than, like, the story and the characters themselves bringing themselves I think together. that was the strength of the Avengers, of having S.H.I.E.L.D., and having that integrated into the universe before. It, right. go, it brought everyone together in a natural way. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. already had a relationship with all these superpower beings, so naturally, you can bring them together. But Batman doesn't have this relationship with all these characters. Right, He's just right. like, I found some footage of this guy who can run fast and this guy who swims underwater. So they probably well, I are did. cool superheroes that'll yeah. help out. You know, like, there's no relationship there to feel like that. Is and, and the same problem with Suicide Squad, where it's like, here's all these villains that you're supposed to know. You know, they go through the 30 minutes to begin. That is just all their backstory kind of stuff. And it's like... It's not earned. It's not like, and they're just screaming like, "We're the bad guys!" And you're like, "Really?" Because you haven't done anything. You know? But I, but I felt like, but they okay. were in jail. I was right. going to say that's like, how we know they're bad, <laughs> right? right. Well, or or that also means that they just you know didn't have time or money to fight the charges and had a crappy public defender and they took the plea. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you saying never take the plea? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. 
even that's if actually not what I'm saying. Uh, whatever, I would, I would in yeah. most cases take the damn plea. Um. <laughs> that cannot be considered legal advice. <laughs> um, I think. I think yeah, this podcast brought to you by <laughs> Legal Zoom. Um, so, so uh, no, I think like with Suicide Squad, there is one thing that actually I felt like naturally would bring them together, which is like you can use something in Suicide Squad, such as we will take time off your sentence, or we put a chip in you and you will die if you right. go away. Like those, I feel like are plot devices that can work to bring people together. This, to this, this movie, it just felt like you know, like Aquaman, like. He's right. told one thing after encountering Steppenwolf once, and instead of thinking, oh, I can take this guy on on my own, I bet I can do it next time because I'll be more prepared, he just thinks, okay, I'll join him on yeah. you know. And the Flash, like, they didn't try to justify his joining the team in any way, or justify, just for a proper reason, him yeah. to go on it. They're just like, he wants friends, like, they oh. just wrote it up in, like, and a line of dialogue. See, I yeah. felt, okay, I, I actually felt that his joining up was the most natural and it worked because he was like the young hero he's he hasn't really faced any bad guys and he's like yeah like I'll, I'll team up like, with Batman like right. if someone came up to me and was like hey do you want to join our badass team of superheroes and I'd be like I want to be an Avenger <laughs> right it's like if LeBron it's like you're playing a pickup game and LeBron James is like I want you on my team right. and you're gonna be like no right. sorry I'm not ready I mean I feel and like you say you're scared of very large guys <laughs> I mean but it's so, problematic because it's another reason why they don't earn a team up moment though later on like Flash is there just because he wants to learn from these people and it's cool and he does a couple cool things but I don't, you, you never get this moment where you're like oh this is why they needed Flash for this and it's, part of that no yeah, go ahead yeah. well in like Avengers just for instance they also have their obstacles that they overcame to get to that point you know the Hulk and Thor had to fight and Captain America and Iron Man had to squabble and they had to overcome those things to get to that point this one you know you have those kind of you know, Aquaman's reluctance to kind of join up with the Bruce Wayne and stuff, but at the same time, then he just joins anyway. Yeah, like they don't really overcome. Yeah, they don't like, overcome those obstacles to earn that team up to earn their right. And you know, the while, and while Barry Allen's, you know, join up felt very natural. I think one thing is that if he's joining up because he admires these guys, have them teach him something. You know, have them like <laughs> yeah. screw up and then have them teach him something. And him like he, and still, he didn't really himself. know the plan until he showed up, and they're like, "Oh, there's these crazy bug creatures," and, and then he was like. Oh, okay. This is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think he had the when Bruce was like save one. Yeah, it was a good moment. I, thought I enjoyed a, that. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a moment that was very inspired. It didn't necessarily mean anything in the greater plot of the movie, but it was. That's one of the I moments think, I felt like ah, they needed this whole movie to be moments like that. Right. You know, that's a very good moment, and I totally forgot about that moment completely. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of speaks to the point of. This movie. Yeah, this so, you know what? I'm gonna go to work tomorrow, and someone's gonna be like, "Oh, what did you do this weekend?" And I don't think I will remember. Right? Like, I went to this great cheeky bar. I went to this great Starbucks, and then I did something, and then I was like hanging out with my bros at Starbucks. There's like two hours that are missing from my life. So, can we? No. I just want to mention. I just want to mention the CGI. Oh boy, the CGI. I felt. I felt like I was watching like. A, a cutscene from Injustice. That's sometimes the, the crazy thing yes. about this. Yeah, it's like this was a movie that I mean they've been filming this for a year now, year and a half, you know, and this is a three hundred million dollar movie, 
and you know you just I don't know where it went like honestly I was just like this looks like it's a like really like the the Flash TV show is some better CGI it's like coming out of you know Thor Ragnarok being really impressed uh, with the mocap on the Hulk yeah and then coming into this and seeing or Steppenwolf yeah. yeah exactly like Steppenwolf doesn't look like Anyone was performing him, right? He looks so oh, rubbery. Yeah. I mean, I was like, there were about there were there were oh, very yeah. What was that? Oh, the uncanny valley. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, for me, it was like there were about there were several times in this movie where I saw it and I was, and I thought, why are you in front of a green screen? Just shoot it in a practical set or a studio yeah, or, or those, somewhere, I man. Think those were definitely the reshoots. reshoots. Yeah. Oh my you god, it was annoying though. The, Two oh. directors were. Def- it was definitely a fight between the two styles. Like yeah. you know what you could tell. Like when it got to the the last act and it was all the slow mo. You know, uh, bullets coming out the back would be all like, oh, Snyder shot this. But then it would be like a close up of someone's face making a quip, and it like kind of takes you out of it. No, and but it's like yeah, definitely like when Aquaman stepped in the water and he's shirtless and he's talking to oh, Bruce yeah. Wayne, like. The long shots are clearly from the original. Oh shoot, yeah, 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 and the close-ups are clearly on a green screen. Yeah, and it's so jarring because they jump right yeah. back between yeah. those two. Well, and there was there was one when when they're first talking, uh, Aquaman and Bruce Wayne, where it's like you can just sort of see the background around his face, yeah. and I was like. It, it looked like it was the 1980s when yeah. someone's driving a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they've yeah. got that little, like, line around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, have, I have pretty good wig dollar. And Affleck's wig, I don't know if you noticed, but his hairstyle changes quite a few times during the movie. It's like, he's got, I don't know. So you can definitely, if you're looking at his hair piece, you can definitely tell when, which, what piece was filmed when, I think. <laughs> so, Noah, you work in compositing. That's what you went to school for. That's what you're doing right now. What was your? What are your thoughts on some of the CGI and special effects that they did? Um, well, I think for Superman's mustache, because Henry Cavill had a mustache that digitally removed it, I thought they did a pretty good job of that. I couldn't really tell, um, but some of it clearly was like when you had the long wide shot and it cut to the close up, but the, you could kind of tell the background, the depth of field or whatever, just. Off a little bit, um, and then kind of like in the third act, how it kind of just turned into it's like two CG characters kind of just punching on each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be great getting paid for a full movie and only having to act in half of it. <laughs> did, did anyone see the King Arthur? No. no. Okay, so I I didn't go to the theater to watch it, so don't think I'm a bad person. Uh, so I totally caught it I was on a cruise and it was happened to be playing on a TV so I caught the very end of it and there's this fight scene at the end and I honestly thought when I first looked to it that they were doing a documentary on a video game a new video game that looked really like a really good video game that I found out it was the end of King Arthur and this movie the end fight scene with Steppenwolf looks only slightly better than that only slightly and King Arthur didn't have much of a budget as I recall comparatively to this no no like, this was their this, this was their their big flagship movie yeah, for the how, year. how can you have a villain that looks that cool? like just have it just have the practical actor there's nothing yeah, wrong with right. having the a, same a slightly tall guy right. who's bulky Boom. Well, even his design was so generic. I'm so sick of DC doing guys in gray suits of armor at, at the third. You know, it's like Ares, it was Zod, okay. it was Doomsday. It's like so how many, you know, even yeah. like Enchantress. Was when, when I saw the preview where it showed uh, Steppenwolf for the first time, yeah. 
I was like, oh, Ares is the villain again. Right, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, horned helmet and all this other shit. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Oh, he got rid of the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Which, I think we all agree that they need to release a special Just Ash League version. Yes. We all are on board with that. I mean, where, where we see those Henry Cavill's mustache. Where, and a mustache on every other... Is CG'd in. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we agree with this. Um, that brings me back... Although, in line with the CG in this movie, I want the mustache to be half off their face. <laughs> It doesn't quite fall out. It doesn't, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just a little delay. So, so this brings me back to Steppenwolf, which is, I think he's probably the worst comic book movie villain in the last 25 years. I mean, because he's so bland. We don't know what his motivation is. He's just no, this, really. he, all he is, all he is, is he's just this entity that we have to stop. We're not quite sure what he wants. We're not sure who he is. We're not no sure where what he comes from. Is. We don't anything. know anything about him. Right. You know. Well, and here's the problem. He knows he's the villain. Yeah, yeah. Good villains think they're the hero. Uh, and it's it, this gets me back to something that I've been talking about for a, a, a decent amount of time. I don't like all my superhero movies to have the Earth at stake. Absolutely. It's like, why... Oh, go ahead. Spider-Man, like, oh, was great because it was this low, it's kind of low stakes. Like, yeah, every yeah, character, yeah. very high stakes, kind of, you know, yeah. conflict yeah. between him yeah, and culture, but... Ant-Man. Right. Or yeah. how about yeah. even Iron Man 1? Yeah. Okay, so this is, which number DC EU movies is this? Is this, this four? Is four? Five. Okay. Four. All right, so we've had Man of Steel, Batman, Batman Superman, Superman, Suicide Squad, Suicide, Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman, and this. Uh, which one of those... Has the world not been in danger? I didn't see Suicide Squad. Uh, the world has been in danger in every oh, single okay. one of those. That would be Superman. It was really <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would say Wonder Woman. Because they... Uh, well, that was literally World War One, though, so... Well, well, yeah, but it was more point. so... By, by, by default, the war is yeah, war. It wasn't like space aliens. Well, yeah, it, it was, yeah. No, and it was more an so... Thing. It was more so about Ares' influence over man. Yeah. Um, and it was... Okay, it wasn't the battle for the Earth. It was more so the battle for the soul of humanity. I like that. Right. Yeah. Which... No, I agree. It felt like it was high stakes, but it still felt more personal. It wasn't just yeah. the Earth is going to explode. It's more a condition of people and their capacity to be violent or peaceful. Okay. Yeah. Also, like the- of the of the movies we just mentioned, Wonder Woman is the only one I would define as good. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So okay. It's also the only one I've actually watched twice. I just watched it once. Yeah, you should. You are such a miserable human. <laughs> this is a true statement. But I, like, like I say that with all the love in my heart. Um, I feel it's more so just because you haven't seen Ragnarok, you haven't seen Wonder Woman. I don't count. You have kids. Have you seen any of the good superhero? Do you see Logan at least? Okay, good. Because otherwise, you will see Justice League and none of the good movies. Have you seen Spider-Man: Homecoming? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, it's like I'm not you know, far behind. Just you don't need behind. to get out because these things are available on your TV. I know. I know. So where, um, where does this rank for you guys in terms of the superhero movies of this year? Oh, this we've year. had we've had you know Logan. This is the um, bottom. This is the bottom. This no. is the bottom. Wow. 
I don't know. Wait, what? Yeah, what else was there? Uh, Logan, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Spider Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians, Guardians Two, two. Uh, Thor. And then I, I don't know about you guys, but Guardians 2, I can't remember a single factoid about it. I enjoyed it, but I don't remember anything. This is the worst for me this year. I, I, I watched Guardians a few times, and it will fly under the radar. I think a lot of, you know, I think there's a lot to do with that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, in my opinion, I don't necessarily think it's the fault of itself, because it's good. It might not be memorable, but yeah, it's right. good. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And but this one's definitely the worst I've seen this year, and, and probably had the biggest budget of all of them. Yeah, Guardians yeah. Two was good, but not as good as Guardians One. I haven't rewatched Guardians Two, and I yeah, I've only a lot of people seem to love it a lot. I'm one of the people who doesn't <laughs> like Guardians that much. The second one, at least. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, I will take it over yeah. Justice League. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'll rewatch that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of piggybacking what you were I saying. I didn't enjoy the CGI in Guardians either. But go ahead, yeah. piggybacking oh, on what like, he said. Uh, when he was saying, like, the, you know, this is one of the worst movies he's seen since the nineties. Villain. For, yeah, oh, villain, villain. Specific. Yeah, okay. Villain. Yeah. I was going to Which say, I like, was going to argue with that point, but I can't think of a single example right, that right. jumps it. No, okay. no. You might be right. Like, okay, the only the other villains villain. I can think of in the last twenty five years that might be worse is the villain from Catwoman, Malekith. <laughs> Um, and I don't know why. Well, no, that's the, he is the worst villain, but this isn't his first appearance. Like, he's the same guy that was in Thor The Dark World and the same guy that was in the end of Wonder Woman. You know, it's just a yeah. big CJ gray guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's bad guy wants to control the world. We don't know why. Yeah. Like, right. why did he want to bring forth his home world? It, and they never even discussed it. They were just like, oh, mm-hmm. Malekith had a reason. Yeah, as lame as it was, he wanted the dark elves to be rulers of the galaxy again, right? Or the again, universe, specifically to gather more realms, right? Yeah, like well, it's a reason. I think Stephen did mention dark side, though. I feel he did, like he okay, yeah. okay, right? Okay, can we? Up. Yeah, that's all right. It, that's yeah. fine. Can we? Can we take a step back? Easter no. eggs do not count as plot. <laughs> Easter eggs do not forward a plot. Easter eggs do not explain character development. Just because you mentioned Darkseid does not necessarily mean right. that that was a good thing for his character. It yeah. didn't explain anything. That Okay, yeah. basically, so for us, we know the Justice League. We know how they come together. We not can understand. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we're, all, we're, all kind of, we're all kind of comic book ner- nerds. So, we're, so generally, we're all aware of the Justice League. We probably have seen some iterations of the Justice League or read some iterations of the Justice League over time. My brother, who has never seen anything Justice League in his life would go into this movie and be completely confused and completely yeah. bored. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't understand anything that's going on, any of the motivations other than in what if you've seen BBS, you know the motivation of Bruce Wayne. Exactly. So again and there's a lot writing of you gotta know BBS. You know? That, that's a very good point. Like you can't watch this movie and be like, where's where's super what do you mean Superman's dead? You yeah, know, like you know all, all of the moments that but the vast majority of the best moments of the character interactions are because of something that happened in BBS and they're either rewriting it in this movie with that dialogue or or addressing it in a, in, a, which, you know, in good dialogue. Which I feel with Avengers, you don't necessarily need to have seen all the others to grasp what's going on. Thor is probably the only one you right. probably should You need to know Loki. Like, and Thor. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I just feel they're like they're, they're the hardest ones to explain. But yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. Overall, and so I usually go up, so for me, I was watching this, and there were definitely times where I was like, oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. Oh, I understand this. And like, I would, for, I can forgive some of the stuff as a fan right. of these characters, 
I can forgive some of the stuff they do, but as a fan of film and story, yeah. I can't forgive them for that because I know that like the average human being who goes into those into that theater is not going to understand what's going on. Right. Yeah. And I feel you know this would have been a great movie. This would have been great maybe 15 years ago. But comic book movies as a genre has moved on so much. I mean, looking at Thor Ragnarok just came out. It's like the bar has been raised so high now. I said this um, to some friends because everyone was raving about Thor Ragnarok. And I was like, Marvel has ruined movies for me. Because if I don't leave the theater with my earth having been shattered... right. With my world having been shattered, uh, it's just, it's not a good movie to me. Right. And so Thor Ragnarok, I was like, it was enjoyable. I loved it. I thought it was one of the best Thors, probably one of the best Marvels. But I left it going, okay. Whereas, like, I'm trying to think of some of the earlier ones where I left going, Oh my God, Winter Soldier? Yes. I mean, Winter Soldier was... Civil War, I left that way. I didn't really, like... Logan, 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 yeah, Logan, 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 Member of the Justice League is in this iteration, this film. Did you like the most? So we'll after come, leaving the movie, after leaving the movie, okay. so Tim, we'll start with you. Oh, um, did I like the most after leaving this movie? <sighs> that is actually a hard question. Uh, I, th- I think you know, gun to my head, it would be Superman because they finally redeemed him and rewrote his story, so he was you know Superman, and that was great. Um, I have to admit that a lot of the sequences I keep talking about these inspired moments that didn't add up to him much but I think all of them now most of them happened with uh, Bruce Wayne like the, specifically the Bruce Wayne character I think there's a lot of inspired stuff and I was like man if, if this was pulled into its own movie and they did something cool with it this would be a great Batman movie of him being the old grizzled Batman the Dark Knight Returns Batman and actually doing it right um but it didn't add up to enough. Um, so, I, so I guess I have to go with Superman. That's um, a tricky one, but I think I was hoping I'd like like Aquaman or Flash more than I did, but I think Superman, again, for the same reasons of finally making him not the like, gloomy character that they're trying to force, but more upbeat and just brighter. This too, just like that alone is yeah, better. Um, yeah, I mean... If I had to say gun in my head, gun in my dick, uh, like if I had to look at to go, which one of these characters do I want to see a movie come out of this? It would have to be Superman because I am curious. Like I'm interested in how they pull off the hey Clark's back from the dead, and you know, like there's a lot open there. I mean, like the Flash would definitely be number two because I I really thought he did he did, he was a great character. I love to see where they go, but there's still a lot of lot to play with with Superman, I think. Um, I don't, like, I, I hate just always comparing DC and Marvel, but just in this moment, I feel like, you know, I watch the Marvel movies and I'm like, oh, that's like Thor off the page, and that's that's Captain America off the page. None of these characters feel like 
the DC characters off the page, except Superman. He's the only one that gets close to that. But Flash was entertaining, I guess, but he, he didn't really feel like Flash to me. Cyborg was completely nondescript. Wonder yeah. Woman didn't have the same kind of resonance she had in her own movie. I don't, I didn't, I don't like this interpretation of Batman. I feel like it doesn't really fit in context of everyone else. Right. And then Aquaman, again, they, they didn't do enough to define him. Like none of them feel like the characters I'm familiar with, really, except Superman. So Superman, you know, he's the only one who I, I, I really liked. Like the others, they were just there, I guess. Well, and that's why you need the standalone movies because even in the comics, it was like the individual comic books for each character was where you got this story and then you would have the crossovers with the Avengers and I'd be like, oh look, lots of fun and yeah. high stakes battles. Plot, plot, like plot happens in the crossovers and the character yeah. stuff happens in their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I will say it's very curious because how are they going to explain Clark not being dead anymore? And that, that really bugged me that they got the house back but then he's walking around without his glasses I'm like, dude, there's a whole bunch of workers there and they're all seeing like, hey, Superman, we have his house. Well, and one of the other things that irritated me was when Aquaman was calling Bruce Wayne Batman in yeah. this entire time. I'm like, you think they don't have a fucking phone? Right, right, right. Someone's tweeting this right there now. There was yeah. a flippant disregard for their secret identities throughout yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I will say my favorite character is... Excuse me, we're recording. <laughs> Um, my my, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> this is going up Wednesday. I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, I I still love Wonder Woman, and but I think I still she's still my favorite character in spite of this movie, not right, because right, of it. Right. Like my love of her from Wonder Woman is carrying through my disdain for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think it would be interesting if they do. I mean, they're doing Wonder Woman two, and it would be interesting if they go forward in time from this point because you do see her meet with the the, the kids at the end, and her being more of a public figure. And I think that would yeah. be an interesting road to take of like, what is where does she stand in this world now? So one of my issues with Wonder Woman, and I think one of the reasons, one of the things that I felt like was missing, and I haven't didn't think about it until you until you spoke about it, Ken. Uh, what was missing from her was it felt like she would they were writing her character to fall back on some on stereotypical female tropes that people write about with women right so the trigger for her was was like Steve Trevor even though it was a, even though it was a hundred a hundred years ago yeah, yeah. you know that's what pulled on to her she was came across as more like the motherly big you know a lot of the motherly figure would you like to know why because hmm. this movie was written and directed by men. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman was written and directed by a woman. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think that's I think that's part of the reason why I felt like she lost some of her power. And her well, charm. even the, the Amazon, the Amazonians look. Yeah, they were kind of like weak in comparison to the way they set up that society in Wonder Woman. Yep, exactly. Um, also, this is why Patty Jenkins should just direct all the DC yeah, no, stuff. She should be, like. Kick, kick Snyder, yeah. Patty Jenkins, right? Like, put her in that spot. Don't kick him off the movies. Just physically kick him. Yeah. <laughs> in the shins. Like, this is Sparta moment. Just <laughs> so, so um, I think 
So for me, I was hoping I was coming in here really hoping to like The Flash, but I felt like The Flash was in a totally different movie than everybody else. I felt like he was like it was almost like he was in his own movie and and like right. everybody else. And I felt like that was kind of what the I felt like we were kind of juggling between these tones of like the Joss Whedon quippy oh. tone and the Zack Snyder super serious tone. And what was funny for me, and I'm going to get to who I liked out of this. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but what was funny for me was. I like the more serious nature of it, so because the jokes weren't oh, coming, uh, they weren't landing. They weren't landing. The jokes just were never landing for me. No, I don't you're know wrong. why. Your <laughs> opinion is wrong. So I don't know why, but the jokes and the quips just weren't landing for me, and I don't know why. I think, but they, they, yeah, they just didn't, they didn't feel. What were you going to say? Because I felt like there were too many of them. Like they took too many like happy pills. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like like with Ragnarok, the comedy is like baked into the fabric of that movie. This oh. they like made a movie and then they tried they to try to add comedy yeah, on yeah. top of it. You know, well, like okay, that's because if we go back to right when DC started to do the DC universe, they're coming off the heels of the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, and they thought, oh, this is what people want from their superhero movies. What they didn't understand was the Nolan trilogy is just a great, a great self-contained right. saga yeah. that. Well, no- and that's not what people want from the superhero movies. It's what people want from their Batman movies, right? And that yes. was coming off Batman and Robin, so that's why it was like, well, that was so outlandish and ridiculous. Like we got to ground it, and then but it yeah, swung right. the other way. Like, yeah, yeah, the pendulum yeah. just went the other way. Yeah. yeah. So that was, I think, that was kind of the problem. And, and I felt like when it was less quippy and less jokey, it worked better for me. And I think, but the character that I actually ended up liking more out of this, I, I mean, not only did I like Superman, I liked Batman. Like I was, I was really into Batman. Like I was thinking at the end of this, I thought I want to see, I want to see Ben Affleck in a Bruce, in like as a, in a solo Batman movie just once. Hmm. Like just give me just a solo Batman movie with, with Ben Affleck just once, and I'm in. I'm like weirdly on the complete opposite of you because I felt like Batman was the one who was in his own movie. This weird, like stylized, you know, kind of gothic weird movie, and then everyone else was in this other movie, you know? Everyone yeah. else, like, even The Flash is, that, like, gels better with Aquaman and Wonder Woman and stuff than Batman. Batman just seemed to... And they, they didn't really seem to want to acknowledge it or kind of play off that be like, oh, he's the serious one. They, they just didn't bother to kind of gel the direction they took that character with the direction they're taking the rest of the characters. Like, was, well, I feel the opposite. Like, I feel like he was the one who I'm, re- I'm curious, though. So, I mean, we'll never see it, but I would love to see what Snyder intended of the movie to be. You know, like, yeah, we'll, we'll you, never you see the Snyder cut. But... That's totally different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. there's Rection. Would have been totally different. Um, so, where does the DCEU go from here? What's the future of the DCEU? Because this was supposed <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we know, I mean, that it's the, the only direction available to them. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, looking at the, the Rotten Tomatoes score is terrible. It's abysmal. It's like thirty-four percent right now. I think the movie is only made ninety million this weekend, which is nowhere near what they were hoping for. They wanted this to be an Avengers billion-dollar franchise, and it's not going to be. They wrapped on Aquaman. Can they, are they? Do you think they're going to can Aquaman and reboot, or no, I think, other than Wonder Woman? No, I think I think Aquaman's safe, but I do feel like if they do do a Flash movie, it will be 
like Paradox. It'll, like, yeah, it'll be, it'll and be, it'll be, be a new reboot of some kind. It that's will, the, it'll be a hard yeah. reboot. Or? I think it'll be a hard reboot. That's that's yeah, the thing about DC is like they have this little Which thing in the shame. back of their pocket yeah, called the do. Flashpoint Paradox. So yeah. they want to re- just reset everything. Which is a shame because I do like Cavill as Superman, and I do. Like, but I feel like if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it full bore and yeah. clean I, the slate. I, I think where they should go from here is like they took Man of Steel and they built. Batman vs. Superman on top of that. And then they built Justice League on top of that. They need to invest everything in, like, Wonder Woman 2 and kind of start building the universe out from there. Like, not start over from scratch, but almost, you know? Yeah. Kind of use that use that as their Iron Man instead of Man of Steel, you know? Just like Iron Man was their Marvel starting point for their big universe. Use Wonder Woman. But do you think they'll leave these other characters alone for a while? Yeah, well, and even, um... The first Wonder Woman movie, like... We got a little bit of Batman from it, you know, a little bit of her relationship with Batman, um, and that's how it should be, you know. All right. Um, so, how many? How, so maybe one last thing. Uh, how many Broners? <laughs> yeah. How many Broners? Let's go around the room. And how, uh, go around the go around the circle. How many Broners do we give this? I am giving this scale of one to whatever. Two very sad grief Broners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd give it three limp runners, I guess. <laughs> I'd say three just bland. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a three out of five broners. You know, I was hoping for like a rage boner, but like, not even. It, was, it's just, it doesn't really do anything for me. Like, it's, just hanging loose to the side. <laughs> is it like a one, two? Yeah. <laughs> This is this is a very sad two out of five hand job brokers for me. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. And on that note, we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.